0: Why don't you put on a little makeup? Hey, how's it going? I'm Anthony Rizzo. This is the Anthony Rizzo, my take show. The brand is Beat My Meat. How you doing today? Happy Thanksgiving. Excuse my voice. I'm a little bit, uh, I hadn't done a show since Monday. I wasn't feeling very good. I did have my procedure. Everything went good. They scoped my hip and uh, apparently I'm still human. But uh, they, they brought me in there. They gave me a shot cortisone in the hip and then they used a little scope and they scoped out my hip just to see what was wrong. Apparently, i got to go back in January, February, and we'll see if I have surgery. Anyway, today is the 23rd of November. Happy Thanksgiving, 2023. just wanted to say thank you to all our service people, vets, and current service members. And also, I want to say thank you to the truck drivers and anybody who has to work today. Thank you for your support. I also want to say thank you to everyone that works at Walmart and any kind of grocery stores because, believe me, It was crazy over the last few days. I went to the grocery store, and it was fucking nuts. It was crazy. I just wanted to say also to everybody, be careful driving. Everybody's traveling on Thanksgiving holiday, and also after the Thanksgiving holiday, be careful. And if you have any drinks, please do not drink and drive. Please call an Uber or have a family member take you. Uh, We are thankful for everything the Lord has given to us, and we are thankful for this day. I have a turkey in the oven currently that's cooking. I wrap mine in bacon. I seasoned it really well, and I can't wait to eat it. I myself am a turkey man. My wife is a ham. she loves ham. she cooks ham that she makes it every single year. I can't stand it. I'm just not a ham person i I've never been a ham person. I never will be. I love the turkey. I love to deep fry a turkey. I love to smoke a turkey. I love turkey sandwiches. I love turkey every which way you can put it there's nothing better than after thanksgiving when you have those turkey sandwiches i will get the nicest bread like really nice sliced bread and i will toast it i will mayo both sides turkey i'll throw some stuffing on there some mayo some lettuce whatever and i'll make sandwiches for days i love it i love it it's the best thing for you too it's very lean meat It's very good for you i love to ba- i love to wrap mine with bacon oh and it gets all nice and crispy oh my god Anyway, we got football today, thank the Lord. We have football on Thanksgiving. We have three games going on. Yes, the Cowboys are playing. The Cowboys are playing the Commanders today at 3.30. The Packers are playing the Lions, and the 49ers are taking on the Seahawks. I love football on Thanksgiving. There's nothing more American than than football on Thanksgiving. You get your family all around, you got the big turkey, you got the ham, you got the the side dishes, and you got football in the background. You got Uncle Rudy. He's sitting there. He doesn't shut the hell up about who's going to win or who's going to lose. I mean, it's just great. And then everybody's getting all loud. I love, I mean, listen, you ain't even got to love football to get romantic about football on Thanksgiving. You just don't. Cowboys are actually having a good year this year. We'll see how far they go. I myself am not a Cowboys fan, but, hey, I don't hate. If you're going out with family, just be careful. I know uh, a lot of people like to party and have a good time on Thanksgiving, a lot of drinking and driving done. Please do not drink and drive. I cannot stress that enough. I also wanted to touch on a subject today because, um, you know, we're around a lot of families and a lot of friends on Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to say to be considerate of other people and empathetic towards other people because, you know, these holiday seasons... A lot of people have lost people in the past and sometimes I've noticed that people are not all that considerate of other people's feelings. Um, Recently I seen some posts this week and just don't forget that this year and a lot of past years that a lot of people have had a smaller table at Thanksgiving and Christmas and a lot of these holidays their families are smaller because of some of these catastrophes. I have friends that lost uncles, cousins, all kinds of family over 9-11. You know, when you see something up on a news feed, and even though it's only joke, you know, it hurts people's feelings, you know? I know plenty of people still grieving 20 years later over 9-11, okay? I know people who are grieving over COVID, okay? My family was impacted by COVID. We lost a couple family members in my family over COVID. When you're out and about and you're dealing with other people and some family and friends or whoever, just try to be considerate of other people's feelings. People have lost people over the last bunch of years, and it's just, you know, it's a touchy subject. Anyway, we're going to talk some news. We're going to talk a little politics. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything. Happy Turkey Day. I love it. We're going to have some pranks. Um, we're going to have something at the 30, and then we're going to have music again at the 45, and then, Corey, will close it out. This holiday season... I did decide to baste the turkey. I basted it, and I slow-cooked it. I started it actually yesterday at around 175 degrees, and I covered it with tin foil. I shake and baked it. Well, not shake and bake, but I used all kinds of seasoning. I uh, I wrapped it in olive oil. I wrapped it in bacon, and I just let it cook. I let it cook, and I let it cook, and I let it cook. It is so succulent that it's going to fall apart. I mean, it's absolutely insane. But uh, anyway, be careful drinking this year. Um, We all have that one cousin or that one uncle that gets really stupid drunk and then starts the huge fight and then wants to leave and take his car. Listen, I have it in my family, too. It's, It's in every family. That one crazy son of a bitch that starts breaking plates and starts throwing shit and starts bringing up shit from the past from 20 years ago, every family has it. Trust me, my family is no different. And my wife's family's definitely no different. My mother-in-law, oh, she's a drunk. And let me tell you, she's the worst kind of drunk. I mean, she is the worst. She'll start getting hammered. And before she gets hammered, everybody's beautiful. Everybody's wonderful and this, that. And then before you know it, she's pointing the finger and cursing at people and saying this and saying that and all this unbelievable shit like you wouldn't believe. Uh, It's a good year. We have a lot to be thankful for. Everybody does. You Be thankful for your health. Be thankful for your family. Be thankful for your job. Just be thankful, you know. I don't think people are thankful enough in America. You know, there's a lot going on in the world. And don't forget, we're not being bombed, you know. We're not trying to have our country stolen from us. So there's a lot to be thankful for. There really is. And don't forget to get out and do some charity events because charity is good and helping people is wonderful. You know, I told you every year I I go down to the banks and I I load up on canned goods and I load up on a lot of stuff and I donate because I just love to donate. That's just me and I love to do it. So we're going to have some music. We're going to have a little bit of everything. My throat is scratchy. I'm sorry. I have not posted a video since Monday because I have been sick and I did have my session that morning. And then I went to the hospital and it was terrible. Let me tell you, I had to drive an hour away and then I had to sit in the hospital for like two and a half hours before I even got seen. I can't stand hospitals. I just can't. You know, my father passed away in a hospital. I just don't like hospitals. I associate hospitals with death. Okay. I know hospitals can save your life. I know it's a weird way of thinking. I just don't like hospitals. I feel. I feel very unease going into a hospital, even in ER, anything. I just don't like it. My wife has to have brain surgery on the 30th of November. I don't like it. Even when I'm not getting any kind of procedure, I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. I, it, just, it creates like an anxiety in me, and I don't know why. I just don't. Even if I'm not getting really much of anything done, even if I'm not even getting there for me, I know a lot of guys feel that way. A lot of guys won't even go to the doctors because of that, but I, I I have to go to the doctors a lot. I have thyroid problems. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I have a torn hip. I have a fractured vertebrae. I have a shoulder that has an separ- uh, AC joint, arthritis in my shoulder, or some really bad chronic bursitis. Uh, I just got so much stuff going on. It's just insane. But, uh, we're going to analyze me later on. I wanted to talk about family today. I have a family, too. My family, see, I grew up in New York, and my family, I don't live in New York any longer, but when I grew up, a lot of people always think, hey, you know, you're an Italian guy from New York, that, you know, your family's in the mob, and they're all mobbed up. Well, that is insulting, but unfortunately, in my case, it actually was true. I actually did have family in the mafia. They obviously didn't have many skills, and their parents were involved. I had two cousins and one uncle who were in the life. One of them knew uh, John Gotti, and he went to John Gotti's uh, wedding. And the other one uh, knew Paul Castellano, and the other one knew Sammy the Bull and all of them. And that was the Gambino family before Gotti and, you know, Castellano took over. It was Carlos Gambino. Uh, my uncle actually did a hit for John Gotti back in the late 80s, and it was eventually how he got his button, but he wasn't actually part of the Gambino family. He uh, he was actually a different family. I can't name names. I'm sorry. It is 100% true, though. Um, there was a book written. There was a book written, and maybe someday I'll let it out. My name actually appears in the book, and it was a famous guy who went to jail, and he eventually died. I was mentioned in the book. That might be something I might share, maybe someday, just not right now. So I had family in the life, and it was different. It's a different kind of life when you grow up. You know, my family, they were involved, some of them. Now, my father, he was the opposite. He was like the movie Bronx Tale. If you've ever seen Bronx Tale, I'm sure most of you have, they'll air it usually on the holidays also. Bronx Tale, one of my other favorite movies, is Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. Love it. In my house, it was just a different kind of life. It was a different kind of way of life. They were loud. They were this. They were that. But they also varied together. And some of my family didn't mix. But my father definitely didn't mix. He didn't want me part of that life. He didn't want me associating. He didn't want me hanging around. He didn't want me into that. And I never ended up in any of it because of him. God bless his soul. Rest in peace. I love my father. Like I said, he, he passed away due to COVID, and uh, I say a prayer for him every day, and I'll say a prayer tonight at Thanksgiving. It is this morning. It is the 23rd, and it is Thanksgiving, and I got my coffee, and I'm doing this podcast. So I thank you for listening and for tuning in, and I hope everybody has a safe, happy holiday, and your family also, and you have safe, happy travels, and everybody has a great Thanksgiving. We're almost at the 15-minute mark. I'll continue about my family after the break. Um, I actually did get to meet John Gotti once. And it was around the holidays. I met him actually a few times. Uh, They used to call him, I used to call him, you know, Uncle John. They told me to call him. And uh, he was a really swell guy. He was really nice. This was back in the early 90s, like 90, 91, I believe. I was really little. I was only about maybe six or seven years old. But uh, he was a nice guy. They threw a lot of parties, and I never seen any kind of violence or anything like that growing up. If you didn't do the right thing, you get smacked around a little bit. I, you know, I had a great family. I really did. And, uh, you know, I'm coming out about this now because I was going to go further and further into it. Why not give everybody an earful? So about how I met John Gotti, I didn't get to meet Paul Castellano. But a lot of my family, um, a lot of my family worked and were presidents of the union in New York. So hand in hand, they met a lot of mobsters. So some of them became mobsters, some of them didn't anyway i'm anthony rizzo this is my take the brand is beat my meat also don't forget to reach out to us and let us know about the songs any news or critique my email is beats b-e-a-t-z my meat at 2023 at gmail.com all right here's our song
1: starts with life. one
2: thing, I don't know why, it doesn't even matter how hard you try, keep that in mind, I resign this rhyme right to explain in due time, all I know, time is a valuable thing, watch it fly by as the pendulum swings, watch it count down to the end of the day, the clock ticks life away, it's so unreal, didn't look out below, watch the time go right out the window, trying to hold on, to didn't even know, or wasted it all just to watch you Try so hard.
0: That's Chester Bangington of Lincoln Park. Oh, man, I love Lincoln Park. I grew up with Lincoln Park. I was a teenager when Lincoln Park came out. I can't believe that he passed away in 2017. So rest in peace, Chester. We love you. I just wanted to say, you know, like I said, be thankful for everybody's around your table today because you never know when somebody might not be there anymore. So I just wanted to say that. But back to family, back to the crazy families. Uh, I, man, I remember growing up and you went to so-and-so's house your or uncles or grandma's or maybe it might have been your dad's or maybe you just had it at home. I remember having the Cowboys on TV and even though I wasn't a Cowboys fan, you had Deion Sanders, Aikman, you had everybody. You had Emmitt Smith and it was a show. It was entertaining back then. Oh, God, the food. There was so much of it and you had the big family over and everybody would visit and And it seemed like such a swell time. It seems so different now. It just does. It seems like families don't get together like the way they used to. It really doesn't. Honestly, every year we might have one or two people over. Maybe we might have three. But that's about it. It ain't like when you're younger. That's for sure. You know, when I was younger, we would have the whole family. There might be 20, 30 people there. The house would be full the dogs are running around. The kids are chasing each other. They're they, The kids have their own separate table. It was good times. It was a lot of good times. You know, I I am actually proud of it. You know, I really am. You know, a lot of my family. They never, they never did anybody wrong that didn't have it coming. And uh, they were swell guys. They gave a lot to the people. You know, the thing was is about the mobsters back in the 80s and the 90s, and you know that whole genre. They were like modern day Robin Hood. They would, you know, they would steal and do their thing and do racketeering and this and that and, you know, loan sharking. But they they gave always back to the people, you know. If somebody needed a loan, like a friend or a family member, they would just give them the money without even no questions asked. They wouldn't even always ask for the money back, you know. It was La Familia. It was just a different time, you know. I remember uh, one time we went to, uh, John Gotti used to hold these crazy block parties, no kidding crazy block parties, they fireworks, and there would be barbecues, and people would be all over the place, and I only bring this up now because, you know, it was just, it was an interesting time in my life, and a lot of my family that was around back then, they're gone now, and, you know, the only thing you can do is remember it. You know, John Gotti's a big name, so a lot of people always like to hear about that. If I name so-and-so, nobody ever cares about so-and-so, some, shol- some soldier who did God knows what over God knows when. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of family in it, you know. My one cousin, and he was the, one of the local presidential union members, one of the bricklayers, and he knew Paul Castellano. It's funny because a lot of my family members, they were all different part of different organizations, and they didn't like each other. They were, like, at each other's throats. They would never talk. They would never go to each other's house. They would just never deal with each other. You know, if you brought them up, they didn't want to hear about them. So it was like a real cutthroat-type deal. You know, my cousin Patty, he wasn't even in the mafia. He was just an associate. I had other family members. I had a family member in the Decal Vicantes, um, the show Sopranos. that was actually about them. It was, it was interesting, you know. I, I can't really name names, but... Uh, You know, he was my uncle, and he's not alive any longer. Um, He ended up dying in prison, and he was a good man. He really was. He, um, you know, he never did anybody wrong that didn't didn't have it coming, basically. I like, I love mafia stories. Everybody loves mafia stories. You know, unfortunately, I never got in. I never wanted to get in. Like I said, my father was a pretty straight shooter. He didn't accept. He used to call that blood money is what he would call it. See, my uncle or my cousin, he, you know, I was a little kid. I was only like six, seven, eight. Even when I was like 10 years old, they would throw me some money for helping them out with stuff. You know, i washed wash their car or, you know, I helped them clean out their garage or, you know, I just did stuff for them or maybe I helped them clean their backyard. I, you know, went over their house. I looked up to these guys, but uh, they would throw me some money. They'd say, here, kid, and they throw me like 50 bucks. And my father, he would know where the money came from. He would be like, you know, don't be accepting that money is what he would tell me, you know, give it back or just don't accept it. But, you know, me being a little kid, you know, young adult, I wasn't about to give money back. You know, I just, I looked at that and I was in awe. These guys were like bigger than life. They walked around with jewelry on, they drove nice cars, they had beautiful houses with in-ground pools, but they never really acted like they were better than anybody. And they were always very close to each other, you know. They were close to their neighbors. They were close to the other, a lot of the other family members as long as they weren't part of any other organizations. So it was really great. I always loved it, you know. The holidays were awesome. Holidays were great. We would, you know, go to a so-and-so's house and there'd be, oh, God, the food. it would be turkey, ham, lasagna. Man of God, there'd be meatballs. There'd be ziti, pasta salad. Imagine tables of food tables and you just look at it and your eyes would light up and then there'd be tables of dessert you couldn't believe it how much food there would be I mean the food was absolutely delicious you go there you eat you fill yourself up and you know it was a great time and I still love them to this day like I said they never did me any wrong but I did have some family in the life You know, nowadays, it's kind of looked at as taboo. And at the time, they were looked at as, like, modern-day Robin Hoods because they gave back to the poor and to the needy. And, you know, they actually helped a lot of people. I I loved my family. That's basically what it was, too. You know, sometimes people do things or say things or they live a life that we don't always agree with, but they're still your family. You know what? If they treat you good, as long as you're not part of anything that's, you know, So terribly wrong, but uh, I'll talk more about these subjects. We're coming up on the 30 minute. I'm gonna play a couple Jerky Boy pranks because I love the Jerky Boys. That's who I actually grew up with. I have some new pranks too. Just haven't I just haven't uploaded them yet. I'm gonna have them uploaded. and I'm gonna get them on YouTube. The 27 minute marker. Now we got three minutes till our next Jerky Boys. I just wanted to say I cannot wait to watch football today. I really can't. I'm gonna have a special guest come in and. She's going to be on the show, and I hope you enjoy it. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, from life to sex to everything. And uh, like I said, I hope everybody's being safe. I'm sorry, my voice is very raspity. Um, I haven't been able to talk. This is actually the best my voice has been for the past few days. I mean, that's fucking crazy, I know, but uh we're at the twenty eight minute marker almost, and uh, you know, I just can't wait. We're going to go over also some politics some stuff going on in the world Uh, a lot of people are talking about trump a lot of people are talking about biden honestly i'd rather talk about a fucking turkey because they both fucking give me nausea you know for some reason people are on this under this impression that if you're not completely loyal to trump that you're a biden supporter and all you do is watch cnn it's not true fuck cnn fuck biden i don't really give a fuck about biden i don't give a fuck about cnn and i say fuck trump too I'm totally pro America. We need to get back to that. We are now pro capitalism and defending capitalism. These fucking people, you know what? These people this holiday season are probably getting like a million dollar fucking bonus. And meanwhile, the workers are probably not even getting a free turkey. Okay? That's fucking wrong. And believe me, I was there once. Back when I used to work, sometimes I didn't always get a bonus, depending on our bonus system and depending on how we work. Um, sometimes on the holidays, like Thanksgiving, we would just get a turkey, sometimes a gift card, sometimes we wouldn't even get that. And beyond you, the, the company I was working for was a billion dollar company. They were making so much fucking money. They didn't even know what to do with it. Share the wealth in America. You know why? Because redistribute that wealth back into America. And that's, that's the part they're missing. But you know what? It's not hurting these fucking companies. Maybe Walmart makes 48 billion instead of 50. They can absorb. A lot of people are saying, "Oh well, if you know," and especially even like the truckers, pay your fucking truckers better. Fucking add 30, 40 percent to their salary. There, have they got people out there who are defending them like, "Oh well, if they do that, the, you know, the prices are going to go up." Bullshit, bullshit. The prices are going to go up. They can absorb that fucking loss. I hate to break it to you. They've been allowed to make too much is the problem. And now they don't want to make any less. They just want to keep making more. And that's what's hurting America. I'm Anthony Rizzo, and this is my take. My brand is Beat My Meat. Thank you.
3: Hello? Yeah, auto mechanic. Yeah. you looking for a job.
4: Huh?
3: I'm looking for a job. Okay. You have experience? Yeah, seven years. Seven years? Yeah. I work on race cars. You
4: have inspection lessons?
3: I work on race cars.
4: Okay. You have inspection lessons?
3: Special what?
4: Inspection lessons. You are inspection? Oh,
3: inspection. Sure, I have all that shit, tough guy.
4: Okay, talk to my boss. Right. Okay? Yeah. I tell him everything. You have a seven-year experience.
3: Put your boss on. I'll talk to him. Hello? Yeah.
4: Yeah, may I help you? Calling
3: about the job.
4: What do you mean, what about the job? Are you applying for a job?
3: That's right, tough guy. Yeah? Yeah. I work on race cars.
4: Excuse me?
3: I worked on race cars for 18 years. You're on
4: race cars? Yes. You have New York State inspection license?
3: Yes, I do. All right. Where
4: are you working now?
3: Well, right now, I just had to leave an old job because the difference is with my fucking boss. Huh? I had problems with my boss. You
4: troubles with your boss? Right. Uh-huh. Well, i tell you what. You can
3: come down and see me tomorrow. Yeah, huh? Should I bring my fucking tools? Excuse me? Should I bring my toolbox? Wait a minute. Uh,
4: i tell
3: you what.
4: Call me
3: tomorrow. Call you when? Excuse
4: me? Call you when? Call me tomorrow. I don't think you can talk like that. You know, you don't have to call me and talk to me
3: like that. Alright, Lynn. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come down with my tools tomorrow. i start work tomorrow. You gonna come
4: down and start work
3: tomorrow? Yes or no? I
4: got...
3: Oh, wait a minute. I gotta hire you first, guy. Well,
4: I'm the best. You're the best?
3: That's right. Okay. I'm serious.
4: I know.
3: I'll work circles around you. I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet.
4: Huh?
3: Uh, you don't have anybody down there that works like me. Oh,
4: yeah? That's
3: right. Okay. Okay? All so right. I'll see you tomorrow with my tools, fuckface.
5: How you doing?
4: Good, how are you? All
5: right, look, I got a little problem here. I got some leaks up in the roof there. Yeah. I had some guys here yesterday, some Mexican, little Mexicans there up there whacking away at my roof. They tell me this, that, and the other thing. Next thing you know, it rains. I got the rain coming right down inside when up there. You know, they're they're trying to show me this, that. I fired the two of the fuckers off on their fucking head. They don't know what the fuck they're doing up there. My wife's up there poking around. She's making like she knows what the fuck is up. I fired her down onto the fucking car. (laughs) Now, what I need here, buddy, is I need this fucking thing done right. Tell me what you can do for me. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No, I'm not fucking putting you on, man. This is aggravating me now. (laughs) This shit's going on along my wife. She's up there poking around like she knows what the fuck she's doing. I kick her right up the fucking ass, threw her down onto the fucking car. (laughs) Show me what you can do now. I I really need this. It's all along the side of the fucking house. The water's coming in like a sieve. (laughs) Hey, this is a fucking joke, huh? (laughs) Come on, buddy. Help me out here
4: okay what's
5: your name frank rizzo spell it r-i-z-z-o
4: r-i-z-z-o
5: yeah now this problem this has been going on for years now you know you know what i'm saying yeah the rain just comes in it's like buckets on my fucking head it's getting out of line now i got the fucking kids up there playing on the fucking roof this is bullshit give me your address it's 503 fifth street 503 fifth street all right listen Mm -hmm. What do you do? You go up there with the kettles, the pots, the fucking hot shit? What do you do? Talk to me. Well, I have to come see what... All right, because you know what happens See, I got a lot of fucking problems. These little little Mexican fuckers, they were up there with the hot shit, Mm -hmm. and they're fucking joking. They were up there slapping each other with the hot mops. I don't need this kind of shit. All right? Yeah. So I had to go up there, shoot the two fuckers, right down in the yard. Split their fucking heads, out of here. Well,
4: who'd you hire
5: to do that? I don't know the name of the fuckers. I thought I was gonna get a little break on the price. The little bastards are up on the roof, running around like fucking retards. Huh. Well... Yeah. One of them come through the fucking window. He thinks he's cute, he's playing his little games. He fired his friend through my fucking window. He landed down in the living room. Hey, <laughs> I can't have this shit.
4: Gee, Christmas.
5: All right, Bob, you help me out there. Okay. All right? I want you to come over here. You look at the fucking roof. You get your hands right in there and get your hands fucking dirty, and you see what the problem is.
4: Uh-huh.
5: All right, we'll see if we can fix this shit up.
4: Huh. Okay? Hey, I'll give you a call.
5: All right, if I get in your way anything like that, you fire me down into the fucking yard, okay? Okay. All right. Bye.
0: And that's the Jerky Boys. Oh, man, they are funny as fuck. I love the Jerky Boys. I grew up with the Jerky Boys. I'm Anthony Rizzo, this is my take on Beat My Meat, this is my brand, how you doing? Anyway, I'm going to go through 10 fun facts, and then we'll have Corey to round it off. Um, you'll have to excuse me, my throat is very raspity, sometimes I have a problem getting out certain words, I've been very sick. This is actually, like I said, the best my voice has been. My voice has been terrible. When I say terrible, I mean terrible. Your eye, Number one, your eyes blink around 20 times a minute, 10 million times a year. I don't think my eyes blink 20 times a minute, but, I mean, I could be wrong. You know, some people might blink more than others. It also depends, you know, what you're staring at and et cetera. Being outside and inside also. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's a big difference, but um, I didn't know that. Uh, number two, your ears never stop growing. I did know that. That's pretty fucking basic knowledge. Um, number three, earwax is actually a type of sweat. I actually didn't know that. The tongue is covered in 8,000 taste buds, each containing up to 100 cells, helping you taste food. Uh, I knew your tongue had eight. I knew your tongue had a lot of taste buds. I wasn't sure that it was 8,000, but now I know. You can produce 40,000 liters of spit in your lifetime, or to put it another way, enough spit to fa- fill around 500 bathtubs. Wow, I didn't know that. The average nose produces about a cupful of nasal mucus every day. Definitely, and when I'm sick, I probably, could, probably make two cups. Uh, you're about one centimeter taller in the morning when you first get up than when you go to bed. This is because during the day, the soft cartilage between your bones gets squashed and compressed. That I did know. I did know that. I've known that a long time. Uh, if you walked for 12 hours a day, it would take the average person 690 days to walk around the world. Uh, the only muscle that never gets tired is the heart. Your heart is the only muscle in your body that never gets tired. That's pretty good. I like that one. That's I, I didn't know that. I guess for some people, though, I mean, if your heart gives out, I guess your heart got tired, right? The entire surface of your skin is replaced every month. Wow, that's, that's a lot of skin. The body has 2.5 million sweat pores. Uh, every minute you shed over 30,000 dead skin cells. If you live to age 70, your heart will have beat around 2.5 billion times. That's pretty good. On average, you fart enough in one day to fill a party balloon. (laughs) You fart enough in one day to fill a party balloon. That's fucking excellent. I love that. You fart enough in one day to fill a party balloon. That's great. Uh, We're at the 39-minute marker. I'm Anthony Rizzo. Uh, We're in about five minutes. We're going to have another song. Uh, that Jerky Boys, that's actually from the 90s, them bits. Uh, I grew up, they actually made a Jerky Boys movie. I love the Jerky Boys. That's actually how I got a lot of my sense of humor, and it's also how I came up with a lot of these ideas, because I love the Jerky Boys. I love prank phone calls. Maybe I'm a giant kid, maybe whatever, you know. I like to game old cars. My dad owned a 1970 Barracuda that he passed on to me when he passed away and we actually rebuilt it together. He actually bought it in 1990. No kidding, it was a 446 pack car. 446 pack, 1970, Barracuda, had everything there. He bought it for $2,500. He ended up spending about 30 or 40,000 he put into it over the course of about a decade, 10, 15 years, and we rebuilt it. When we got the car, it was in the roughest shape you could imagine the tires were actually stuck on the car they had melted onto the rim so we had to take blow torches and literally blowtorch these tires with these rims off and we had to cut them so we had to replace everything we we ended up going to Carlisle Pennsylvania where they have a lot of the car shows they'll have Mopar they'll have you know all kinds of summer shows and they have these events where they sell a lot of these parts their reproduction or a lot of times their original parts so carlisle pennsylvania if you look it up and you need old parts for a car that is the place to go okay so we would go there like two or three times a year during the summer i remember once maybe during the fall another time during the spring so we lived in new york it was only a four-hour drive so we would make a day of it and we a lot of times we'd stay in a hotel and we'd go for like two or three days we'd go for a whole weekend me and my dad me and my dad always did everything together we always traveled we did a lot together he was my you know he was my go-to parent i didn't grow up with a mother so i looked up to him he was he was everything for me basically we would go there and it would be a lot it was huge when i say huge it would be blocks and blocks and we'd have to park far away And then you wouldn't actually have to pay anything to get in. You would just walk, you got to walk up to the area and it would just be like an open field of just tents and people on the ground with blankets and old cars. It wouldn't even necessarily, you'd have months where it was Chevy other times where it was, you know, GMC or this or that or Corvette month or, and they would just put on these awesome, awesome car shows. And you just loved it. My dad, worked on all his cars he replaced his own brakes he did everything himself he never paid anybody to ever fix or tune up his cars i mean i have today because cars are a lot differently made today than they were years ago so i mean my dad he didn't drive around his cuda regularly he had also a 1975 monte carlo big boats it was a 350 with a two-barrel carburetor loved that car it had the white vinyl top big, huge car, very comfortable though, pretty fast, pretty fast for a boat, I'll tell you that, and uh, he had that, he also had a pickup truck, my dad had so many vehicles, he, had, he also owned a business at one point, so he had a box truck, he had a tow truck, he also owned a tow truck company when I was little, he, had, he owned a few different companies, and he always worked on everything himself, and he always loved to collect, I mean, we would go one year and get the seats. I remember one year we paid $2,000 for the seats. I remember looking at him. I was like, Dad, that's a lot of money to be spending on seats. And he said to me, He's like, That's nothing. That, that is nothing compared to what it'll cost 10, 15, 20 years from now. They will go up dramatically. And I just kind of looked at him. You know, I'm only like, you know, maybe seven or eight years old. You know, I just thought it was great. I loved it. I loved going. So if you you and your son are into cars, or you're trying to bond with your son, cars is always a good way. They even had newer cars, they had older cars, they had everything you could imagine. You know, it was something me and my dad bonded over. That was just how we bonded. You know, I always loved working on cars with him. He he had his own car hoist, so if he had to pull a motor, we would pull a motor out. You know, he would do the majority of the work, but I would help him. You know, hey, loosen that bolt, loosen this bolt you know, unhook the belt, that sort of thing. I wasn't doing what he was doing, but he would do it in in like a day, a day or two. He would have a new motor in there where he would be replacing or he'd be selling. It was just, you know, he was always doing something. He always kept busy. He was always, like I said, if he he didn't know it, he was going to the library and he would learn it. Anyway, this is Minute 45. We got another song coming up. I am Anthony Rizzo. This is my take and my brand is Beat My meat. Here we go.
6: Well, Mama told me when I was young Said sit beside me, my only son And listen closely to what I say And if you do this, it'll help you Some sunny day or take your time Don't live too fast Troubles will come And they will pass You'll find a warm arm And you'll find love And don't forget that there is a someone up above. Get your lust From the rich man's gold All that you need now Is in your soul And you can do this Oh baby If you try All that I want from you my son is to be satisfied and be a symbol Follow your heart and nothing else You can do this, oh baby, if you try All that I want from you, my son Is to be I do do
0: simple man by shinedown i love that band they did that remake i love that song write to us at our email let us know what you think we are researching for age and gender so let us know our email is beats b-e-a-t-z me 2023 at gmail.com all right i appreciate that anyway there's a movie called gotti out there the actor is armand arsante And he plays Gotti to a T. It's really good. A lot of the characters are from The Sopranos in the movie. Uh, Paulie Walnuts and some of the other characters are in it. Really, really well done movie. Frank Vincent's in it. There's some other guys. Uh, I know Sammy Gravano's played by William Forshite. Really good movie. It was made in the 90s. I think it was mid-90s or early 90s it was made. Really excellent movie. Check it out. Like I said, I got to meet John Gotti when I was younger. He was a great guy. They, and let me tell you, that guy was, there are some people who are just larger than life, you know. When they walk into a room, you just know it. And he was one of them. You know, it was like meeting Babe Ruth. When Babe, when, from what I've read and from what I've understood, Babe Ruth walked into a room, it lit up the room. He knew how to, he just knew what people needed to hear and people wanted to see. And people loved him. You know, he was very charismatic. He had a lot of character. He had a lot of character. He had a lot of, he had a lot of passion and uh, it's a great movie he had a lot of passion for the part i love that movie i've watched it a bunch of times but i did have some family that knew him like i said and i did have some family they went to his wedding i believe it was back in i want to say mid mid 80s mid late 80s but uh don't quote me on that because i you know i'm not 100% sure but uh he he was an alright guy you know he really was and uh you know, I I I only reason I brought this up too is because I had seen recently some people were talking about it on some other podcasts and they were talking about some mafia people and and just you know just they were saying some derogatory things and I just wanted to bring up that they weren't all bad they weren't real they really they weren't really all bad people you know some of them did what they had to do and there might have been some that were bad but you know what they were no worse than some of the people today. And let me tell you, they get with a get away with it today. A lot of white collar crime and just absolutely, just a lot of bullshit. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people I talk to online, and you know, I, I'm very political, and I talk to a lot of people online, and you know, that's all they talk about is Trump and Biden, Trump and Biden. Like, there's a world outside of Trump and Biden. God damn it! I mean, what the fuck? I mean, for God's sakes, you know, let's talk about somebody else. Let's talk about somebody new. Why are we still talking about these two fucking fossils? It absolutely drives me nuts because, like I said, if you're not a Biden supporter, or if you're not a Trump supporter, then, you know, then you're the enemy. And I just don't think that's the case, you know, especially when you sit down at Thanksgiving and family is involved in your friends. You know, these people are, you know, supporting in who they believe is right. So don't hold it against them. Don't don't uh, get rid of your family just because of that. But, um, you know, it, it's a sad thing. You know, we, we literally we're coming up on another election where there's nobody to fucking vote for. You know, and a lot of people might be saying, oh, yeah, vote twenty twenty five Trump, 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 Trump. Man, that's fucking scary. It truly is. The dude tried to overthrow a fucking government the last time. That's not somebody we need in place seriously. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, the country did great under Trump. The country was doing great before Trump took over is what people don't realize. They're like, oh, gas prices, gas prices were cheaper two years under Obama the last two years than it was under Trump. The the, the country was on a steady, a steady incline when Trump took over. You know, when Obama took over, it was on a very, very sharp decline. And it got worse from there. And it's always going to get worse before it keeps getting better. So when you're on a decline, that is momentum. And it's going to keep going, keep going until it hits a point. And then it's going to start trending up. And right around, I want to say 2011, 2012 is when it started trending up. And then around 2015, 2016, it really started to trend up. It really started to do a lot better when Obama took office. The Dow was around seven thousand, if I remember correctly, or seventy-two hundred, and then when he left office, it was almost at twenty thousand. So there was a lot of growth and a lot, lot going on there. And gas prices were doing a lot better. You know, when, I remember when Obama first took over between Obama to Bush, man, I was paying five dollars a gallon for gas. So a lot of these people bitching this last year or two. I mean, honestly, it, it comes in cycles. It really does. Now, the thing I get pissed about is these fucking Walmart uh, self-checkout kiosks we're putting in, and we have to do all the fucking bagging, or we have to do all the checkout, but yet I don't see any difference in the fucking price. That I don't appreciate. You know, if I'm going to fucking, you know what? If I'm going to bag and I'm going to scan my own groceries, at least give me 10% off or something, Five, you know, 10%, 15%. Because if they're not paying anybody, why are my groceries the same price? That's capitalism. That's exactly what that is. How can we squeeze another nickel out of every little fucking, every little gear of the machine? And it's really sickening. You know, I would rather, I honestly, I don't really shop at Walmart unless I really have to. But uh, I won't even go there. You know, I will not use self-checkout. I don't care where it is. If it's at McDonald's, I won't go to McDonald's. I don't really go to McDonald's anyway. But any places that are doing self-checkout i don't use them and i refuse to if that's all the choice they'll be i won't shop there at a particular place because i just won't uh i'm not going to pay these ridiculous inflation price prices gouging these price gouging prices and think that we're going to still pay the same prices i'm just not down for it you're you know i could understand when you got when people were arguing Oh, you know, when minimum wage is fifteen, twenty dollars an hour now, that's the reason for the price hike. Well, if you're getting rid of employees and there's no longer the cause for fifteen twenty dollars being an argument, why isn't the price dropping for everything? They're not gonna you know it's the same thing with toilet paper. Remember when toilet paper and paper towels, everybody ran out of them, and you know the stores were going crazy and they were had supply and demand issues, well, supply issues, not demand. There was plenty of demand. but you know they had plenty of issues getting it into the country. And, you know, I haven't seen the prices drop for that now that the fucking shelves are stocked. The prices went up and they stayed up and nothing has come down. And even though inflation is coming down and has dropped down to normal range, I don't see any prices of anything dropping down. Gas has come down, diesels come down, and yet the price for nothing ha- nothing has come down. It's, it's a fucking joke. It's, you know what it is? It's a joke on America is what it is. They got us fucking, they got us, they got us fucking played. They really do. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen so many people willing to just go along with the flow of, you know, the fucking game they're playing on us. You know, I find it absolutely ridiculous. I had family that fought in the unions for decades, fought in the unions for decades for better benefits and better pay because those companies were greedy back then and they wanted every penny and to share nothing, okay, okay. A lot of these companies, they fought for decades in these unions. And the reason why is that so that people, even in non-unions, could have benefits. If those unions didn't fight for them, you wouldn't have a 401K today. You wouldn't have health care. You wouldn't have 40-hour work weeks. You wouldn't have overtime. So it's funny I see people bashing unions, and these unions created the life that you have now. I mean it's absolutely horrendous. It's it's tragic. It really is. It's tragic how brainwashed people have become. And by the way, the people are saying, Oh, well union workers are lazy, they're this union workers are some of the best workers I've ever seen. Okay? I've worked on a lot of job sites where union workers were the main they they were the workers there. Our company was non union and their company was. And you know what? Their company was the real deal and mine was more of a joke. Their benefits were better. Their pay was better. Their pe- they had got a pension. So that when they retired, they'd have a pension. Everything was better. Their safety, everything. Everything was better. And by the way, they worked their ass off. So don't, don't fucking throw a few eggs under the, don't throw them under your belt. Don't fucking, don't criticize them and throw them under. But when uh, there's a few bad apples, because there's a bad f- bunch of few bad apples everywhere. I've seen plenty, plenty of people, plenty, who are non-union that don't fucking work. Okay? or they're fucking terrible workers, or they're sloppy workers, or they're shitty workers. Okay. Anyway, I'm Anthony Rizzo. I hope everybody has a safe Thanksgiving. I hope everybody travels safely, and let's look forward to Christmas and a healthy 2024. I hope everybody had a great time listening, and I hope everybody gets home safe. My name is Anthony Rizzo. This is my take, and this is my brand, which is Beat My Meat.
7: Children ride, Ripple is burning, and the girls are getting sick. Snorting coke in the bathrooms while boyfriends friends pick up chicks. Darling, I'm lost. I heard you whispering that night in Fountain Square. Trash filled streets made me wish you were heading home There was love inside the basement where that woman used to lie In a sleeping bag we shared upon The floor must every night And darling, I'm drunk And everything that we love turned to stone Pack your bags, and just come back home And I'm wasted, you can taste it Don't look at me that way Cause I'll be hanging from the road I will haunt you like a ghost It was a fire. She burned out before I wake. Be replaced by pints of whiskey, cigarettes, outer space. When somebody moves and everything that we had turns to stone. So pack your bags, come back home. And I rode this on an airplane Where the people looked like ants And the woman that you loved was gone She's bombing East Japan Don't fucking move Cause everything that we have will turn to shit But we've got a lot Don't you dare forget Cuz I'm wasted You can taste it Don't look at me that way Cuz I'll be hanging From a rope I will hunt you like it goes